it is habitual. Mm. Would you agree? Once again, and we are live, Evangeline. Day, this is coaching session two. Coaching session two. <laughs> Looks like. So for those of you guys just joining us for the first time, if you weren't here last time, this is where I get super vulnerable and raw and let myself do a little coaching live and in real time with one of my life coaches, Evangeline Thompson. And um, for the background for you guys, some of the some of the that you don't know, um, last year was a massive growth year for me in both company and life. We had a a new child, a new relationship, a couple new homes, the explosion of some businesses. Uh, and so that took a lot. The, you know, there's a lot of guidance and there's a lot of things that had to happen that I wasn't sure about. So what was great is there was some time I needed to seek counsel. And one of the great things I did was find Evangeline. It was a serendipitous kind of connection. And it was really fun to dive in. And so over the, that, you know, part of last year, we really uncovered a lot of the things that were stopping my flow, stopping my growth. And this is a continuation of some of that. And we wanted to do it live because it is a really fun process and it really sucks, but it also doesn't always suck. Just parts of the time you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> and what's great about it though, is it's fun for you guys to see, uh, you know, if you're interested in coaching, what that does, how that looks. And so we wanted to do this live for you guys again. And it's my pleasure to introduce Evangeline to you guys. And if you have some questions, we can answer those at the end, but we're just going to kind of recap from what happened last week, some of the things I was going through, and then we're going to just kind of uncover those again. So I see that there's a few people popping on and we're not ignoring you, but we will get to <laughs> your questions. So have fun looking at the vulnerable Sammy <laughs> for a little bit. Morning, Evangeline. Good to see you. Welcome to Vulnerable Friday. Vulnerable <laughs> Fridays. <laughs> Yeah, Sammy, really, it is, it is very courageous of you to be doing this. And I'm just honored to be here with you. I absolutely love working with you and love having you as a friend in our lives. We only live about 10, 12 minutes away from each other near our favorite fish place. And <laughs> yeah, so it's just great to be with you in this way. So hi, everybody. My name is Evangeline Thompson, and I help people to create amazing lives and relationships. For most of my life, I was a teacher. And I walked across many avenues of the wellness industry. My whole career really has been centered around helping people to get healthier, including myself, which is to say that I know what unhealthy feels like also. <laughs> so, you know, what I saw again and again is that we will choose laziness and resistance over staying truly dedicated to reaching our goals. I learned that how healthy you feel is often capped by the health of your relationship to yourself and to others. So I use mindset, health and relationship coaching to help people who want to solve big life problems to get out of their own way and feel happier with life. And it always involves learning how to become your own best friend. Be your own best friend by God. <laughs> totally. I love it. I love oh, it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today with you, Sammy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's interesting because sometimes you're just not your own best friend, right? Sometimes you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to do anything today. I'm not feeling it today. I'm just so yeah, it was it was an interesting I was telling you before, I was like, I didn't feel like sometimes I just don't feel like coaching. Like I don't want to coach. Don't coach Let's me today. Real. Let's be real. And I really appreciate you here doing it anyway. Mm, because thanks. 
You know, one of the bottom lines, one of the reflections that we came across last week in our call together here at the live is that sometimes we have to do things even though we don't want to, <laughs> right? So just to recap for you guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and read the question that Sammy and I started off with last week. Okay. So he was asking, how do I stop myself from self-sabotaging even earlier than I'm able to, or even earlier than I'm currently able to? And self-sabotaging, you were referring to it as looking like basically having things fall apart from anywhere from a tiny scale to a big scale and not keeping up with tasks and feeling overwhelmed and just feeling behind. Yep. Do I have that right, Sammy? Yeah, totally. The little things, the little hinges, I think we called it, the hinges that swing the big doors. I was yeah. like, what am I, I'm missing some of those. Like I'm, exactly. I'm not following up. I'm not doing the little things that, so stuff starts to compound and turns into a big heaping, heaping steaming pile sometimes. And they're like, oh, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> so, you know, to recap of what our reflection was from last week, the reason that you have resistance is because you've made the task bigger than what it actually is in your mind. Mm. And then you allow yourself to avoid it by keeping that belief and holding that belief because it actually protects you from taking this thing on. So the, so taking the thing on that, if we're really honest here, you don't actually really want to do, totally. and you've made, you made it bigger in your head. <laughs> so, I mean, in this case, you're not only wanting to put it on the calendar, how we talked about last week, um, and hold yourself sort of to that practice and force yourself to practice that skill, but also to work on the beliefs that are holding you there by just questioning like last week we're like well how long is it actually going to take for you to do that thing that one task and you had originally seen it as oh this is going to take weeks and it actually boiled down in the end to it took 30 seconds totally which is so cool i think we did it i think i did it when we were live i was like whoa you did you did it in the middle of the call so you know i see you keeping to question those beliefs that are sabotaging your success that are the things that are actually keeping you in the, in the resistance Got it. so that's our recap from last week um and so next i want to ask you how has it been going with planning your day every day for 15 minutes so we talked about like yeah. well what would it take and it's like oh i just 15 minutes either at the start or the end of the day and just slot that time in my calendar and plan How's that been going? Tell everybody. So it's shocking. Shocking enough, it was very effective. Uh, I did it for the three days, back to back to back. Fourth day I missed, and then um, the last couple of days I did it because I had some shows and some things coming up. But unbelievably effective for me, and it was amazing because I know that that's what you do as a as an entrepreneur, as somebody that has a lot of things going on. It's it. You would think that each day we get up and plan it and take a little bit of that time. And I just had been nudged out of it. So it was very interesting to see that I had slid away from it for months and months at a time. Yeah. It's funny that you said you would think. Um, so that speaks to the expectations that we have of ourselves and that we actually perceive other people to be doing also. Like we always think that everybody else has their shit together and I'm the only one who doesn't. Right. Mm, yeah, totally. <laughs> too because there's some comparison um so yeah so it sounds like you did really well with it actually. yeah no i felt really good um with that i think it's just it's it's just always shocking to me evangeline how simple it it 
the practices like common practice is not always you know common sense isn't always common practice i guess that's what jim quick always says and so i'm like oh you know that you need to do those things and so i think that i found it really useful and what's timely about this is that you came back in and you're like hey let's just do a little recap and get get you back in alignment and that's what i feel this these always serve is like we're just instruments and sometimes my guitar is out of tune and i just need to tune it so i just think of myself as somebody who just gets a little out of tune and i just need to tune it back in so thank you for that and even on that note i was telling you i had, a, I had some resistance around like just doing this today because i felt like i had so much stuff to do um yeah. i felt like i needed to be really present with uh, the baby and mama and like this like cuts into that but it's that time to slow down again and to reflect so it's good to to uh, take this time again so I'm glad I did. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad I did. <laughs> so how are you feeling about now that being coached? I feel good. Yeah, we're in the pocket. Now we're going. Now I feel good. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> so you had to get over that hurdle of what was it like in your mind? You were uh, break break it down for us a little bit more. What was it like in your mind? Oh, I've got to do this, you know, this session today. This totally. call today. So well, have you ever woken up in the morning? Like I woke up this morning and there's like five really intense um, text messages. We have some big deals going down with some music. And like, if somebody is like, Hey, why, why did you do this? And then why didn't you include me on that? And why did you do this? And so before I even had a time to take ownership of my, my intention for the day, I was already in reaction state. And so I was like, Oh my God, I'm not even in control of my day yet. And people are already controlling me. And so one of the things that makes me feel out of alignment and not in my in my flow is when I don't have control and so that's one of the things that we don't always have control but I didn't even really have control of the momentum and the direction of what was already in my head so then when I was like changing a diaper making you know lunch and doing these things and I say I was like oh my gosh we have a call today I don't even feel like I have that I don't even have control of this right now. And so it was just the same thing. It just came up again. So now I'm just, now I'm like settled in. I feel in more like, okay, what's real it back. Let's feel out. But it was tightness in the chest, like ugh, anxiety. You like, I just, you know, get all squirmy. So yeah, that's just what it was. But I'm feeling, feeling more centered now. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, how did you end up on the call? What was that process like in your mind? Um, on the call with me, how did you decide? Okay, well, I'm doing this, despite all the hurricane that was going on in your mind. I think I just decided to do it because I always decide if I'm going to do something, I do it. And then I knew that we we had this on the calendar, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm a person of my word. At least as much as I can try to be. Obviously, I fail sometimes, but uh, I try to be somebody very. And integrous with what I say I'm going to do. And then I want to show up and do it. Plus I know it's just like, this is like going to the spiritual conditional, you know, mental gym, you know, and soul gym. So there's, there should be at times a little level of uncomfort. So you can hit edges, push past them, learn what that edge was, move it, move it down the field in a bit. So that's probably why I like showing back up, but it wasn't like, it wasn't because it was you or anything else, but I mean, there's like, a little dude here gawking around there's you know other things all you know floating around in my head so it was just it was just a, like you said it was just a hurricane of just stuff <laughs> yeah 
So, you know what, I would love to, with you, just take a, a, a deeper look at the thing that is telling you, the thing that's in your mind, there's like an aspect of you who's saying, I don't have time for this, or I don't have the bandwidth for this. I don't have the energy for this. I would love to look with you at where that's coming from. Hmm. Interesting. So my question for you is what purpose does that aspect of you serve? That I don't have time for this. Yeah. The voice. So there's a, you know, a, a Sammy inside some aspect of Sammy. I don't, we don't have time for this. We got to do this, this, this don't have the energy. Don't have the bandwidth. This isn't a good idea. This thing's more important. What's the purpose of that voice? I think that the main purpose of that voice, any voice in your head or any, anything that you do is your, your body is moving you away from uncomfort or pain and towards pleasure. And so I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to avoid the uncomfortable or, or pain. So I'm just in the moment, I'm feeling that that's less pain than actually doing something. Yeah. Great. And can you feel that in moments that it's actually happened or do you feel more or less swept away by it? Oh yeah. You can feel it. I feel it. Like you're aware of that. I'm aware of it, but there's times it just like sweeps you for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, another thing I can offer you here is I like your description of it is there's something that's trying to keep you away from discomfort and into keep you moving towards pleasure. Another way to look at that is you're trying to protect yourself mm. from some sort of perceived danger. Yep. Well, that might seem kind of silly to think of it that way. It's like, well, it's not going to be dangerous going on a Facebook live with Evangeline, right? Yeah. But just because of your conditioning, things you've experienced in your life, a part of you may actually believe that. Totally. Well, and yeah. So Isn't it basis? Is it at the base of flight or fight at this point? <laughs> right. Okay. Totally. Totally. Yeah, fight, flight. Freeze and fawn. We talked a little bit about that last week mm, too. That's right. That's right. Just okay. a nervous response to a perceived threat. Dang. So, you know, I always like to take the time to really sit with this, you know, whatever aspect of ourselves is coming up and understand it. First of all, to get really curious and understand it. Cause more often than not, our tendency is to just shame ourselves or should ourselves and oh i shouldn't be like that i gotta i gotta push it i gotta push past the resistance and in a sense you do but it also really really helps to understand why you're doing the thing in the first place mm. it's like yeah. not such a deal you can remind yourself okay okay we're we're safe we're cool we can do this <laughs> we have enough times and so then your higher self or your you know inner wisdom can tell you like no we do have 15 minutes during our day to sit and plan things out. Yeah, you should, and I should for sure uh, take those times. And I think um, it's, I just noticed like even to be present and to stay like really grounded in something is like another area of, of resistance for me. So I'm always looking at like, what's the ADD solution for me? I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that deal with this, but I know that I do. I know a lot of entrepreneurs do. We float from task to task to task. And then all of a sudden, like the day is done and you're like, wow, that was the most inefficient day. Um, 
and you stack a couple of those on top of on top of yourself, you're just like, what, dude, what am I doing? So I think, you know, today it's just um, peeling back where that is coming from too. Is that something that we can solve? Is that something, you know, like how do you solve the entrepreneurial ADHD, so to speak, you know, and, and how do we attack that in a, in a way? Because that's what I noticed when, when I don't feel that I have the energy to stay calm and the energy to stay focused, which is, you know, as of late a lot, that's when I'm really seeing myself just firing all over the place. So I'm like, why am I doing that? And I guess it is, it's just to, to protect myself. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's actually hindering everything. Yeah. Well, you know, let's explore that for sure. I think part of it is habitual. Mm. Do you agree? It's you're so used to doing it. Yeah, that probably, yeah, there's some habit built into that for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And so let's bring back the example that we came up with last week where you realized it's really actually important for me to spend time planning in my day. Um, and so you were pretty good about doing it for 15 minutes a day. Does mm-hmm. now how's that going? How's that going to go this coming week? Do you need to do it for 15 minutes or do we need a little longer or do we need something additional to put in here? Um, we need- I would say that there's probably a level of beginning of the day, end of the day kind of ritual that really should be the most, the most utilized things like in cap the day and be start the day. Because once you own those two things, I feel like I'm so, at least I do, I feel so much more energized. And for me to, to own the end of the day is like as simple as just basically cleaning cleaning up the house and shutting down the, the parts of the pad. So I'll like lock the perimeter and shut everything down, make sure everything is, is, is settled so I go to sleep. That's my like wind down for the day. Uh, yeah. And then my morning rituals are kind of interesting because they started, they've been starting like at 4 a.m. and stuff. So it's kind of broken up. And then we have to do like these interesting sleep cycles with the baby. But it's, um, but I think it does need to be a consistent at the end. So I put those in the calendar. I'm putting those in the calendar for myself right now. Like right in the second you are? No, I'll do it as soon as I do. But I have them in my calendar like now, like my morning rituals are now. Like they're uh-huh. in there, but I'll put an evening ritual in there too. So I have that. Yeah. And we're actually trying to go to bed like so early because we found that, you know, anyone with a newborn knows like the whole process is way longer than you think. So yeah. Buffering that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are. Oh, bless you guys. With your new baby and everything. It's, it's, what a blessing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a great, it's crazy. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. What, Uh, So I have a question for you, actually. I want to gather a little bit more information. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you do? Uh, The first thing I do in the morning is gratitude. It's like that's been programmed in. So it's like three minutes of just breathing and understanding how lucky I am. And that starts my day. It doesn't really matter where I'm at or how that is. Even as of late, when we've been getting up, that's, thank God, that got programmed into me pretty early. So I'm loving that. So it's just a you know, three to five minutes of just simple gratitude. And it it's mm-hmm. not fancy. It's just me. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm thankful for my feet. I'm thankful for this. So that's the first part of it. Um, then I usually get up and try to get some water. Use, and then 
that's 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 kind of the the basic start of it. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, totally. Okay. Where does looking at your phone come in? It used to be a lot faster, but I've I know that that is other than to like check on like when we need to change this little dude, I've been pretty good about not like grabbing it to to dial in and to check into the world. Today was a today was kind of a a different one. I'll read sometimes out of it, but I won't check messages or an email or anything until like mid morning. There you go. So yeah, like an example like this morning, you said you woke up to some pretty intense texts. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what I did. I didn't adhere to my own advice. You know, I was like, Oh, great. So this was one of the mornings that you did look at your phone really earlier than you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you'd be proud of me. My, my time on Instagram, I just looked, it's like I'm spending approximately 20 minutes a day on Instagram. So that's good. And not much else on there. So I'm, I feel good that I've handled that. But then there's this other little thingy, this little ADHD thingy that is making me flutter between tasks, between the companies. So I'm like, what do I need to do to block that time? To, to really do it, like to block the time, to time block, and then to really do it um, is taking that level of just planning the morning and the evening but fuck that's just like driving me crazy i'm just not i'm not consistent like i missed one day out of seven i was like oh that's weird so i don't want to um beat myself up for it but i was like that's so weird if you just want to be a little bit better with that that would be great let's go sammy yeah. so, sammy have you been diagnosed with adhd mm -mm. okay you but i might yeah and so I was wondering, it's, I mean, whether you're diagnosed or not, a lot of people are dealing with symptoms of that anyway. Um, there's a really great book I read this year called ADHD 2.0. It's like mm. super helpful. Even if you haven't been diagnosed, it's just a really interesting read. And it talks about the importance of teaching yourself how to focus because that's actually the, the part of the brain that's like not so strong. And I think that even, I mean, I'm definitely not an ADHD specialist. I'm not going to go ahead. I'm not going to go ahead and like say that I know everything about it, but I have some clients who I work with who deal with this and it's about teaching yourself to strengthen that muscle of focus. Mm. So, and even when you're so used to jumping from task to task to task, it's almost like, almost also like a little bit of an adrenaline addiction too, like the, you know, the thrill seeker parts part of us, the part who's, you know, maybe only motivated by panic. <laughs> we yeah, just change or variety, a number of those things for sure. Yeah. That's a great get, point. Yeah. Boredom, things like that. And you, you want to, so we can develop a sort of addiction around that. Um, and we need to get our fix constantly by, you know, for, for some, it even looks like creating drama. Mm. I know for me, when I was learning how to be on time, like when I was learning how to be more punctual, I re I noticed in myself that the thing that would motivate me to get ready was the panic of, oh shit, I'm not going to be ready in time. I got to move faster. Oh, wow. And I noticed what havoc that was wreaking on my nervous system. And I had to make a conscious choice to okay, we're actually going to take, you know, an extra half hour or whatever we need to get ready for this party tonight or something so we can stay calm. Wow. Because I'm actually going to get more done that way. And it's easier on my system. It's more sustainable as a human. 
Yep. I think totally that's a, a skill that I'm learning is to train myself to be focused. I didn't realize that that was a training thing. So that does make sense. Yeah. You know, babe, I think that people think that you either have focus or you don't like it's a, you know, blue eyes or brown eyes or something, but it's a skill that you can develop. It's a muscle that you can strengthen. Mm. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You might feel, I imagine I can kind of tell right now you feel like, um, there's no hope for me here. But, oh yeah. It's been this way for so long. There's no way I'm going to change this, that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would we call that? What you just said? It's a limiting belief, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yep. Is that really true? Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good breath. Yeah. yeah. Who's telling you that that's who, how you are and who you're doomed to be for the rest of your life? Who is totally. that? Yep. I don't know. Some voice, some other program thing that's not really needs to be there anymore yeah well where did it come from i'm curious well, i'm sure it came from a lot of past experiences a lot of things that that have shaped me is who i am and i think uh a lot of the experiences that stay with you are imprinted with emotions you know that's like kind of the glue to the stuff that sticks right so i'm sure that a lot of that, but it's interesting. I don't know. Why do I keep some of those little patterns around? I don't know what those have protected me from. So feel free to unlodge those and get rid of them. <laughs> you can do that. That's what we're doing, right? Well, you know, I have a slightly different perspective on it that I'll share with you. Um, that's a very popular approach as people talk about, I want to just get rid of that negative thought. I want to get rid of that belief. That's not serving me. I'm above that kind of thing. My approach is a little different. I actually would love to get curious mm. and curious about it. Hey, right, dude, where'd you come from? <laughs> Who told you that? When did you first start believing that you didn't have the ability to focus? Mm. Wow. I don't know if I could pinpoint one experience, but I could probably pinpoint a handful of years where I felt like that was the, that was the case. So yeah, where would it go to find that first experience? That's a, I'm sure it probably started in like the whole deal. Here you guys go. This is the vulnerable, vulnerable side of this little thing. I can't believe we do this, but like in college, I didn't make it out of college cause I just, it just wasn't for me. And then there was tons of nights where I was like, how do people do this? Like the focusing, my roommate did it. And I remember being in the dorms, watching him study. And I was just like, I can't even sit still. What am I supposed to do? There's no way I'm going to do this. Felt like total failure. And then, um, you know, following some of the, the patterns into professional careers and things of that nature, where I was in the wrong fit in the wrong spot. I'm like, dude, how do I, how am I going to do this? And I've had a multitude of careers, but you know, ultimately, it was a stacking of experiences probably where that story came from. But I, I can think back to like when I was really young, just being really, really just awful at doing homework with my parents and just having to squirm around, not couldn't sit still and just, you know, the chaos that ensues with kids doing homework. It was 
10 times worse for me, you know, and even my parents were both school teachers. So it was just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So I think it was just right around in those areas and just compounds, but it's getting better. I mean, the older I am, um, still, I always want it to be way better, but yeah, it's, it's, it's improving, <laughs> but we could go faster if we want. Well, can okay. we go faster? How do we go faster? Come on, coach. Give me to go faster. What I think we can do is get more real with this. And what we can do is imagine that little Sammy is here and he's looking up at you and he's saying, I can't focus. I don't have that ability. That's beyond me. Mm. Well, we're going gonna to have to tell him a little different story, aren't we? What would you say to him? Yeah. Oh, buddy, that is not true. You are a total, you can focus on anything, especially if you like it. You totally don't have the, you don't have to believe that. That's a story you're telling yourself. Ooh, that's a good exercise. Evangeline. I like that one. But, but I'm not good at it. No, you're just not practiced at it yet. You're getting better. You're never going to be good at things that you just try. So keep going. You got it. We'll support you. But it's hard. It might be hard now, but it's going to be easier the more you do it. So let's just start with the things you can can control and do it a little piece at a time. I got you. Let's go. But I don't like it. How come you don't like it? Is it because you don't know it? Usually you don't like things you don't know. That's okay. Could you like it? And if you could like it, you may not like it right now, but if you could, what would that look like? So powerful, huh? Oh, that's so good. Okay, Evangeline, I gotta stop you. We're gonna pause for a second because that was great. That was a great session. That was what we're doing right here, guys. That was for those of you guys that are we're we're chatting on. We're gonna we're gonna bring kind of character here for it's not even character. This is just me doing this thing. Um, what you're watching is is some really great strategies to help me uh, unstuck some of this, the BS that gets in my head during the day and the week. Um, we just did some, some belief changes and shifts and pivots. Uh, cause I was, I continuously, and, and many of us do tell ourselves stories that are not true, um, which will slow us down, make things harder and help us to help us to become poorer versions of ourselves. When what we're really doing is lending a hand to become the best version of ourselves through newer practices and newer words. So what Evangeline just did for those of you guys just watching, what's up, Beverly? How are you guys doing? Um, good to see you, Kim. And is that I did a little exercise where she's, I don't know what that's called, Evangeline, but I love that. Like, what would you do if you, <laughs> the Evangeline approach is great. Uh, so what I did, yeah, go ahead. It's how I do things. You know, I love to, I love to invite people to as crazy as it sounds to talk to themselves because we have different parts of ourselves. We have voices and instead of trying to shove them away and, you know, lock them in a closet somewhere, which doesn't, it doesn't really work. I mean, it might work for a minute, but that builds up after a while and you got to clean out your closet eventually. So we're, we're inviting all of our aspects for ourselves to the table today to have a voice so that we can really truly examine this belief. I don't have the ability to have focus. Like really seriously. Right. Right. <laughs>
So, yeah. Well, that was good, too, because I was just like, what am I talking about? Like, of course, you, of course you can do that stuff. It's nuts. But, yeah, yeah, you have to man, you just, you get in, you get entrenched with your own, your own story. So I love being able to talk. And I think now with, with Rafa, with my, with my son, I will have the ability to practice that with myself prior to getting that to him. <laughs> Cause I would never tell him like, yo bro, you can't do that. Don't. Exactly. This is actually what can make us amazing parents and mm-hmm. what can help us to dissolve the inheritance of generational wounds. Yeah. Because all of our shit comes from generations ago. I don't know if it's genetic or if it's just like how, how we're raised down the line um, or just ex- from what we experienced when we were younger or some people are believe in past lives, whatever it is, like it's not just from this moment. Things are kind of passed down to us from, from our past, however far you want to go back with that. And it's our job to examine that. And so then we, when we heal, those we know how to be better parents because Mm. you want to tell your kid like suck it up and do it anyway yeah (laughs) right that's how my parents raised me and (laughs) it wasn't very helpful (laughs) and i I love them but (laughs) you know i've had to learn as an adult that if i want to get things done i need to talk to myself differently than that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yep with you as as you're bringing this newish habit into your life of the simple act of taking time at the beginning of your day taking time at the end of your day to do planning and recapping and closing things up and putting a bow on it however i can um how are you going to who who do you want to be on the way to being that thing that you're wanting to become right any sense at all the way that I said that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of that you need to, what is the adage? It's like you want to be the person, to attract the person, you need to be the person. So, like, it's kind of that for myself. But who am I, who am I ultimately becoming as, as I pursue being a great father, right? Um, so I think, I think that the standard for my self-talk it's gotten a lot better. Don't get me wrong, but it can, it can always be improved. Like, how am I talking to, to my loves and how am I talking to my child? Like, that's how you, you should be talking to yourself for sure. Especially, especially the wounds, right? The inner wound is the child probably. So it'd be good to, to talk to that person in that way. Yeah. And so to know that you're on board with everybody in your psyche. Yeah. I love that. Last week, we brought up this subject of uh, reactivity. So maybe that, how does that look for you in a moment that you're being reactive? Are you impatient? Do you snap? What does it look like? Oh, yeah. It's, it was a reactive, reactive Sammy sucks. Not a fun guy. Not a fun guy. Um, yeah, he's impatient. He's snappy. He's super confused. I noticed that part. Like, he'll just go back and forth and like a ping pong ball, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Um so the reactive guy is not is not the guy at all. What is the reactive one craving? What is the reactive one need? Structure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some structure and some some guide rails to for the steps, the next steps. 
because there's as as an entrepreneur and a CEO, everyone knows that there's no guidebook for it, right? You're like, okay, so what's the structure? But the structure comes in the stillness, I think, and the structure comes from getting getting real with yourself and where you guys are at as a company or where you're at with the family and then figuring out what the next steps are. So you know what steps you're taking. I think what I feel the most out of control, obviously, is when I don't know which steps to take. Even with the with the little guy, we found so many different approaches. If he's crying, we're like, okay, let's try this, let's try that, let's try this, let's try that. So there's a structure to it. Um, and so a lot of times I don't take when I wasn't taking the time in the morning to go, okay, so if I'm working on this, what's the next step? What's the next step? There wasn't a structure. So that was another really good realization I just made just now. Boom. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's structure and it's also then following the structure. Right. Two components to structure. It's like having the thing be on the calendar and then there's the actually doing it right. part. Right. Structure alone is great, but it's that, um, the conviction is the thing that we're really truly working on. Totally. You know, it's interesting too, because even Ray um, said that the other day, she's like, it's really interesting that I know you're a very free flowing person that you have, and you've had a lot of success with that, but you crave structure. I don't think you realize that. So it's really cool yeah. to realize that and then to hear it voiced again, which is why sessions like this are so, uh, you know, monumentally important to do because the structure is something that like I've long needed to continue building. Um, and what better time yeah. to do it now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome to you. So, you know, when we're looking at the question, what is the reactive one in you craving? You're saying structure. Um, what about also compassion? Oh yeah. I've been working on that compassion for myself, for sure. Like not getting so hard on myself when things fall off the rails. Um, but not just being such a pussy that I don't like fix it, <laughs> you know, like just being like, okay, bro, fix these things. Well, so what I'm proposing is that you can actually use compassion as a way to kick yourself in your own ass to get going to, you know, light the fire under you. Mm -hmm. You can do that in a compassionate way. Newsflash. <laughs> We're so used in, as entrepreneurs, we really are just, the, the reason that we create the structure is because we have to make it up. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. So like we have to create our own business, our own structure for our business. We have to create the own, our own, um, how things are going to go with the plan. And we, if we went to school when we were little, which pretty much everybody did, we were used to that being laid out for us. And it's kind of hard to create that for yourself. And so we have to give ourselves that motivation from the intrinsic place. And we can actually do it in a compassionate way. As opposed to being mean to yourself and being like a drill sergeant. Oh, wow. Yeah, do it in the way that you'd like to do it. How is it fun? How do you motivate? How do you keep yourself um, excited to do the things that you need to get done? What kind of a reward system maybe that you can give yourself? Your little, your own carrot and stick that work for you? I think that's a cool, cool concept. I think we've been doing like for me lately as I get all these things knocked off and get things in place. I always have been rewarding myself with just like a really cool surf session or a really cool work thing that I learned to use as, as, um, as a reward. Right. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. So I've been, I've been mm -hmm. learning to do those things, but I love that idea of doing it with compassion. That's a great, great pivot. Coach. Yeah. 
so <laughs> I know, right? It's possible to be nice to yourself and to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> to get your tasks done throughout the day. Like you really can do that. So as you, as you move into your week, moving forward, um, what does it look like for you? You want to keep your 15 minutes you've been doing at the end of the day? Is that right? Oh yeah. I've been trying to get it. I do those, uh, end of the day, beginning of the day. Those are two things that I've just definitely am doing because it's helping me like understand this. Uh, there's a book called the one thing. Um, what's the one thing you can do that if done makes everything else easier or unnecessary. And those two things have allowed me to do a bunch of different things that I didn't realize. Cause I take that five minutes and I'm, looking at the calendar and understanding my calendar, understanding my, my patterns and what I'm, where I'm definitely losing steam during the day and when I can support the family better. Um, and then at the end of the day, it also allows me to pre pre plan what needs to be done for the next day, even better. Um, nice. So that thing really helps, but, um, that's been really crucial. And then I think the other thing that I wanted to set up for this week moving forward is like, that, that compassionate carrot and stick so that I'm feeling a lot better around even when I fall off it's okay like it's it's not the end of the world but it's it we can be what did you say compassionately um not in light, light of compassionate fire under your ass <laughs> yes the compassionate fire under my ass exactly. the term <laughs> Yeah, you can you can be compassionate to yourself and also say, let's get going. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned wanting to do a little bit at the beginning of the day and a little bit at the end of the day as well. So yes. any of your practice you're going to take on this week? Any new practices? Um, so we talked about you. You said you were going to put on your calendar moving forward to do a morning time as well as an evening time. So you've been doing the evening prep in the, you've been doing the prep in the evening. Yeah. And so you wanted to add it on a little bit in the morning as well. Oh no, I'm doing it both morning and evening. Like I'm yeah. doing both those things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm bad. I misunderstood. Oh no, no, it's okay. Um, so I'm doing that. And then I think the other thing I want to start really diving into is, um, rewarding myself with just like some movement and some things like that too. Cause yeah. Yeah. It's like giving yourself a gold star. Totally. I get recess. I get a recess. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need recess because you're so physical. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Um, I think this was a really. Some great insights. Um, some of those takeaways too. I mean, for we're, we're kind of rounding the corner of the end of the convo, which was so good. I'm just really glad I came. <laughs> um, the, 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 the idea around, um, moving away towards things that are here to protect you and not be beating yourself up around it was really good. And then mm -hmm. I think one really big takeaway, um, for me as a, as a fast moving person was that I do really crave structure in a, in a, the reframe around that could be monumental for me. So that was really cool to understand why I make time blocks and understand why I'm doing those things because I do, I love, I love, I love structure around those things. And I didn't realize that. So that's really exciting. And you can get better at focusing too, even, mm, if, yep, yep. even if you're bad at it right now. And that book is the ADHD 2.0. Yeah. It's a really good book. Nice. Yeah. I um, would just, I would hate to self diagnose my child. I don't know why I self diagnose myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I noticed you said that. I'm like, wait a second. Do do we do we really know? Although it is very common, but it's good to to check that out more deeply for sure. We'll do. We'll yeah. do. Um, anything I should do? Anything? Well, guys, thanks for being here. I know that there's people that have been popping on, popping off, and um, it's exciting to be able to to work this session in again with you, Evangeline, on a, at a Friday. Happy Friday to you. Yeah. yeah, what a cool way to do this. I know it's a little vulnerable for me, but it is great to see your your brilliant shine in this. And so, you know, I've, I've introduced you to her, guys. I've introduced a, um, a couple, a multitude of my really favorite people to work with her now. And um, it's just my pleasure to introduce to you guys one more time, Evangeline Thompson. And that is our little sessions that we do. I think we have one more we are going to maybe do next Friday. Next Friday. Um, yep. And yeah, so, you know, I just want to let you guys know that a few, you know, areas that I special in are in terms of coaching or dating relationship, love coaching, and also just general personal coaching. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs as well to help you get through really any problem you might be having in your life. And the golden thread that weaves through all the coaching I do with my clients is as you saw today with the call with Sammy is developing a much better relationship with yourself. Mm. So you always have you to partner with as you encounter anything in life. Nice. And if that resonates with you, just shoot me a DM. I'd love to get in a call with you and see what it is you're dealing with at this moment. Um, we would just talk through that and see if there might be a fit to work together. And if not, no big deal. It's something that I'm offering to anyone who's referred to me by a client. And this is in this case, Sammy. So I'm doing this as a special offer right now. I'm going to get on the phone with anybody that wants to DM me. Yeah, it's such a good, that's such a good call. I think that you said it, you put the nail right there in the spot, which is it's how to have the best relationship with yourself. It was just one thing that really happened with our working together it was my relationship self was exponentially improved. So thank you for saying that because that's so true so true i do i love myself it's a good, sure. it's a good thing it's a great yeah thing. i love you too you're amazing yes. thanks yeah you too this is so good um you guys thanks for chiming in we'll see you next friday dm evangeline if you have any other questions and then i'll feed um if you have any questions on how it was working with me you want to ask me personally I'm here to answer those too, but you see how simple it, it can be and how fun it is to kind of pop the lid on the, your potential, uh, in a simple conversation. This was what 45 minute conversation or something. And we came to some really cool understandings about things I can do better, things that I should be focused on and things that I can let go of. And that, that my friends is, is a beautiful thing. So Evangeline, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time. We will check back in next Friday. For another yeah. vulnerable peel back with Sammy <laughs> and Evangeline. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah it's my pleasure. Thank you, honey. Talk to you tomorrow or Friday. Bye. Yep.